Hello and welcome back to Listen to This, a podcast about music, for music, and everything in between. I'm Danny. And I'm Alex. And we're back with episode four, where we're talking about music videos. <laughs> I hate that you're laughing at already. Already? <laughs> so, this is our first time recording again after having gone live. Quite quite sincerely here, uh, we actually had, had a pretty good, good turnout for an out-of-the-blue podcast about something that already has a billion podcasts focused on it um so we do very much appreciate the support that was that was kind of unreal in less than a in less than two weeks we got almost 100 likes on facebook we got dozens of listens on that first episode it's been it's been kind of incredible but as such now that we know people listen there there's a little bit bit more pressure and 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 we're already self-conscious about things yeah, like our openings we have plans though we have plans on how to make it better it, it's more real to me now i yeah. guess it was kind of funny, too. After the first episode came out, I went back into, like, my hometown kind of group chat that we have with all my friends, and uh, they were all listening to it, and they were doing, like, play-by-play comments as they are going, so I knew exactly where they were in the episode, and really? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm never going to live this down. But it was, it was funny. It was cool to see everybody supporting us and talking about it and, like, coming back and giving us critiques on how to get better and stuff so it's kind of mm-hmm. cool to see like everybody's willing to chip in a bit yeah and, and we already have fake spam bots sending us messages on facebook so that's, oh, how, really? that's how you know we made it yeah Dang. we have got like three links to things i don't know <laughs> that's when you know you've made it <laughs> that's how you know you're big oh man but uh before we get into all that all the the main episode topics and stuff danny have you been listening to any any new music since we last spoke i have wow. well since it's quarantine and there's truly nothing else to do besides surf YouTube and the internet, I've been actually listening to old Pussycat Dolls again. Really? Yeah. I don't know why. I was like super bored and I was at my parents' house and I was trying to clean my room and I found the stash of all of my old CDs. Listening to it on Spotify and I found the old Pussycat Dolls thing and I'm like, yeah, okay, like I remember this and... Yeah. Uh, what song was I stuck what was, on? What was their big song? Uh, was there Don't Ya? Yeah. And uh, When I Grow Up. Oh, that was them. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mayday Parade covered that. And like Buttons was another really like low-key popular one. I was way too young to be listening to that song when it came out. But now that I'm older and I'm like, oh man, okay. But um, Whereas Don't Ya, that's just good clean family fun right there. <laughs> Okay, when you're a kid, you don't know what you're dancing to. It's just, it's catchy. And that's what they're really good at, was making really good, catchy pop songs. So, I know there's going to be a delay in when we record this and then when it comes out, which is mostly the case just because we want to make sure we have content to get out on time. Mm -hmm. But before we were talking about uh, Palais Royale's new album, The Bastards. So, that has a release date for May 29th. So, I don't know. That that hasn't changed at all? No. It's still coming out. The only thing that's changed for them is pretty much their tour dates, but that's everybody, so that's going to be yeah. really awkward when everyone's trying to reschedule over. But we're going to see how that plays out. And then um, another new release has been Archers. It's a local band from Wisconsin. I've been following them for a little bit, but um, they just released a new album called The New Normal. So uh, they wrote it like two or three months ago, I think, I was told. And then scheduled it to come out around this time so they didn't change the release date but oh man was that just a perfect title for all of this because it you're right it does hit the nail on the head a little bit but how was the album 
I like it. Um, Black Lung was the first song I ever heard from them, and they, I heard them play it live, and it was a really cool song. Plus, they do really cool covers of, like, um, Close to Me, which is an Ellie Goulding song that was super big on the radio, and then The Hills from The Weeknd. Okay. Their cover of that is better than the original song, and I even got my mom to say it, and she doesn't like my music. <laughs> and this is a rock band, I assume? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So there's a little bit of screaming in it, but it they just do such a good job with the covers and then they do a really good job with the storylines and their albums so i really like them in my opinion they're kind of similar to beartooth so okay. yeah so if people like beartooth they're a very similar band in this in terms of sound quality and this was a full album wasn't an ep it's a full album but there's only like four or five songs on it okay. so they have a very good sound to them otherwise new i have some new songs Halsey came out with a new song. She... Halsey, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> Kelsey Ballerini teamed up with Halsey to release a song, The Other Girl. And it's like a story in between these two girls trying to figure out which one has been cheated on. Is this like, like by the same guy to try yeah. to figure out who's the girlfriend and who's the mistress? Yes. They can't tell. So they like, the whole song sets up with them being like, oh, you know, that girl's so pretty. You know, she has her, everything put together. Was he dating her first? Am I the other girl? And the other girl's looking at her being like, she has all of her goals ahead of her. She's, you know, driven. on track. She's driven. She has like all these great personality traits. Am I the other girl? So they're trying to figure out which, who among them is the other girl and kind of coming to terms with, am I the mistress? I really hope the song ends by realizing that he's the scumbag and they're both the other girl because, whatever. But, I mean, and it's interesting, too, because they've paired up before. They've done a duet with uh, Graveyard. When Halsey did um, the CMA, she did Graveyard with Lady Antebellum, and then she later did another version of it with Kelsey Ballerini. I've never even heard of Kelsey before, I don't think. Uh, she's done a... Uh, I Miss Me More. That's a popular country oh, song by her. okay. I, I, Please don't I make me one. sing it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I actually know that one. Um, yeah, so that's her. And then she was on the Chainsmokers track for This Feeling. I don't know that song. <laughs> but other than that, uh, Bad Bunny released a new song, uh, Yo Pero Sola. It's a great song, great message behind it, cool music video, like... It's so aesthetically pleasing, and Bad Bunny dresses in drag, and he pulls it off so well, and I'm jealous <laughs> as shit, so whatever, it's fine. Seriously, like, he had this wig on, and he, like, his makeup is all done, and honestly, you couldn't, he looks like two different people. Now I understand why guys are like, you look different with makeup on. Like, I understand it now, because I'm like, damn, boy. But, um, two other honorable mentions... Uh, through Glass by Hands Like Houses. They're an Australian band that I found through Warp Tour. I found them on the song I Am. Love that song. Um, this song was recommended to me, and so I started listening to it, and it's the cutest love song, and it's super catchy. I'm an anti-socialist by Asking Alexandria. It's a single from their upcoming album, Like a House on Fire, that comes out May 15th. It's... A little bit different from the Asking Alexandria we probably knew in high school. They went down the more, like, hard rock path and the, like, metal side, I okay. guess, if you want to put labels on that genre. But I like it. It still has a catchy beat. It's still super interesting. And it works for quarantine right now because it's all about just hating people. So I'm like, yeah, why not? It's sure, a, okay. It's a good song to put on and clean the house, too, for the upteenth time that I've done it. So... 
I know. I actually know hands like houses. I know their song "I Am." Like if if it was played, I, I'd probably be able to recognize it pretty quickly. But the only song by them that I I actively know was their cover of Natalie Imbruglia's "Torn" for oh, uh, yeah. Ghost '90s Volume Two. I think it was two. I think uh, you're right because I know that version too, yeah. as well. And I I hadn't I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know they were Australian until like the the last or second to last line in the song or something like that. There, there there's one line in this in their cover that. His accent just shines through. Like, it's, like, blatantly, like, so, or whatever. Like, okay. Okay. I did not know they were Australian until I saw them accidentally at Warp Tour. I was with a group of friends. We were coming from one set to another set, and we're, like, uh, it was on a shared stage. So we got in, and I immediately recognized the song I Am. And I'm like, yeah. I love this song. We have to, like, go on this side. I want to listen to it. My friends are like... All right, and okay. Oh man, they played really well live. I really like that song live. But then he stopped me and goes, "Oh, hey, thank you." And I'm like, "Oh, thank okay." You. Didn't Surprise. see that coming. Surprise. Anything else? No, that's that's it for now. I'll have some more later. Otherwise, it's just the same old. Uh, I've been getting back into all time low again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I I liked their song. This I think I think it's I'm gonna, I was gonna say recently but I think it's from like 2015 their song Bail Me Out from one of their albums that had uh, Joel Madden on it yes from Good Charlotte I, I, like, I like that song a lot I've been listening to Drugs and Candy and then um, Life of the Party <laughs> sorry <laughs> Life of the Party I didn't even have to look it up I just had to keep playing the song in my head but um, Drugs and Candy and Life of the Party I've been stuck listening to again I don't know why do you know about uh, Alex, the lead singer, he has a side project with uh, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182, Simple Creatures. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, but... they have, they have, I don't think it's an LP, I think it's an EP, but they have a song on there, Adrenaline, that's really good. Mm-hmm. It's I a really know. unique song, a really unique sound. It's, it's, it's pop rock, I guess. Like, it's kind of t- what I imagine Alex and... Mark would do. Yeah, honestly. After after hearing you talk about Lana Del Rey, and then an, an, another friend talking about how Norman fucking Rockwell was one of her favorite albums, I'm like, okay, I'll actually listen more to Lana. I'll try to give her a shot. And I actually found quite a few songs I like off of the NFR album, like Bartender, Cinnamon Girl, Venice Bitch, I think was probably the biggest one from that album, from what I've gathered. Uh, God, I love Lana Del Rey. Just the way, just besides her music, her aesthetic and the way she names things is just so... Amazing to me. That was big. I also, I, swear to God. I also for the for the first time listened to Dance Gavin Dance, and I, 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 I've been listening to them for the past three days. Yeah, like like I, it was a name I'd always heard, but I was like, but then I watched, uh, I watched something that that brought that brought up how like almost obsessive the fan base is with them. Like you can't say anything bad about Dance Gavin Dance, or they will destroy you. Um, so I, I listened to one of, one of their earlier albums. Downtown Battle Mountain. That's the, that's the one that has, like, and I told them I invented Times New Roman. Mm-hmm. And then my favorite song after that is probably Antlion. But I'm like, oh, okay, that, that, that's pretty good. I haven't, I've, I've, I'm, I'm glad I finally took, took the time to listen to them. But the big thing that I was going to talk about by way of new music. Oh, no, I don't like this grin you have. Do you remember how last time, last oh. episode, I mentioned 100 Gex? Yeah. And Money Machine. Yeah. And I was like, and I heard some other songs on the album, but none of them really impressed me. They, they, they were just kind of whatever. Danny, I think I might be a 100 Gex fan now. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it! Because there are actually other songs on the album that are legitimately well made. Now, 
from every song I've listened to, the ending is still just noise. Like, different kinds of noise. Like, like, like from Money Machine, just kind of like a weird, scrapey, white noise. Yeah. Uh, uh, from their song, uh, 745 Sticky, it's kind of like a uh, 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 dubstep nature kind of noise. And then from Gek To You, it's like a... Uh, 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 the song keeps... The, 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 the BPM keeps speeding up and speeding up to the point where you're like... Nobody could actually dance to this. It is too fast. You'd have to go in like halftime or whatever to dance to it. But the thing is, they're actually well made. And like Money Machine is a silly kind of stupid song. I've been listening stuff. to that to... Let me try that again. Okay. I've been listening to it a lot. Not gonna lie. And then I sent it to my friend on like, who we send all kinds of songs back and forth to each other. He's like my main like music well. Yeah. I'm like, you need to listen to this. And he goes... Not you too. <laughs> oh, you already knew about him. <laughs> he knew about him. I was like, yes, okay. Uh, but but like like their other songs are actually, you know, like still lighthearted, but they they actually are saying something lyrically, which is which is like unique, not 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 unique, but unexpected coming from the people who made Money Machine. It's um, such a catchy song. But I got some of my friends into it as well. And then even when I was at, at work the other day, I, I began just talking to the guys about, yeah, so there's this band, 100 Gex. And honestly, what they were focused more on is, what, what kind of unit of measurement is a Gek? And why, and, and why are there 100 of them? <laughs> how, how much is a Gek worth kind of thing? But uh, no, I, I've slowly been spreading the gospel according to Gek. So, oh my uh, God. Well, if you want to hear something funny too, I have a song that I need to show you when we're done with this. And it's, I just heard it like two days ago. And it was uh, Sriracha by Baby No Money. I don't know any of those words. It's the cat. It's very similar in feeling to 100 Gex, where okay. it's kind of silly, but it's so beachy vibe and so bizarre that like. You can kind of picture yourself like listening to it on a beach, but parents are walking by and giving you like a really weird, dirty look kind of thing. Hell yeah! And it's it's really catchy, and it's like it's good lyrically too. Like not that it has a big message or meaning behind it, but it's sriracha. Okay, okay. I'll I'll have to show you the song. So getting into into this for real, let's talk music videos. I uh. Now, I know that we, we constantly say that we're just enthusiasts and we're amateurs, but <laughs> I actually have a slight formal education on music videos because I took a class one time and I got like a C in the class. So <laughs> and that means I'm, pre I'm pretty knowledgeable on this. Um, no, uh, for, uh, I, for a film class I took in college, I actually did take music video production and that was mostly about... What you would what you do what you what you would expect the production of a music video, but the one thing no, that I, I really took really. I, I know if, if I'm going too fast you're like slow down, um, but one thing that I really took away was just kind of the way you can generalize music videos into three different categories. Now for the life of me, I can't fully confirm if the third one is correct, but I'm pretty damn confident it is. But the first two I know, one is a uh, a performance music video, just the band playing. Uh, another is. A narrative-based one where there's a story. There's you can, like if you were to mute the video, you could still see a story playing out visually, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then the third, I'm pretty sure, was abstraction. So performance, you can see that almost anywhere. And oftentimes, performance and narrative are put together. Well, they'll, they'll go from clips of the band playing to a completely separate story, not related to what the band's doing. Uh, an abstract one would be something along the lines of like a day to remembers. Uh, right back at it again mm -hmm. or just kind of like wacky silly things or whatever I was kind of thinking of uh, Bring Me the Horizon Sugar Honey Ice and Tea because that is Shit. just 
That's just a trip. Is it? Yeah. You could argue that that a mixture of performance and abstraction would be uh, Gautier's Somebody I Used to Know. Because that's just oh, kind of yeah. weird, but it's, he's also singing. He is performing it, so it's, it's whatever. But the, the music video that got me... So I, 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 I actively remember before YouTube was a thing... Uh, back you were in my, alive back then? I know, that right? was a thing? I, <laughs> I, uh, I have nowhere to go with that joke. Um, <laughs> there was a place I went to to listen to music videos that I got from my brother and then, then his friends or whatever. So like in the year 2002, we'd go to AOL Live. Oh my which God, had which had dinosaur. Which had select music videos on it. That was the first time I ever saw Usher's Yeah music video. Uh, and it's a bunch of stuff like that. But so I, I, I definitely do have knowledge of older music videos and one I actually will bring up which I be, which I appreciated in retrospect but the music video that that initially got me to, to look at them and notice these are actually interesting they're pieces of art on their own or whatever was from a Nickelback song uh their their, their video for saving me oh. actually was the one that got me to notice like this is actually interesting where it's it's slight performance but there's also a story going on of uh, one day a guy is walking down the street and, and he get his life gets saved. Like, I think, I think a guy pulls him back as something falls on top of his car or whatever and crushes it. And then as the guy, as the, the savior walks away, uh, the main character begins seeing numbers on top of everybody's head and they're all counting down. Some of them are like in the millions, some are in the tens of thousands. And he begins wondering like, what is all this? At one point he goes up to a stranger and just waves his hand in front of her, on top of her head. And she's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he, he doesn't understand what they mean. Until he's walking along and comes by an ambulance and there's an old guy in a gurney being put in and he sees the number go down from like 10, it goes all the way down to zero. So he realizes that it's, it's, it's a life clock. He, you can see how much people, how much people, how much time people have to live. And as the song goes on, uh, he sees one lady who seems fine. She's like on her phone walking, walking along and uh, her, her clock's about to go down. And I think maybe she was like walking out to the street or something like that. And he pulls her back and he saves her or whatever. Then all of a sudden he looks up and, and then the numbers are gone, but it goes to, from her perspective and she looks back at him and now she sees the numbers everywhere. Like almost like it's like a curse that you, it's a curse or a gift depending on how you look at it. And as soon as you use it, you save someone, it passes on to them. It's like a pay it forward type of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Nickelback actually, I don't care how much flack I get for this. I actually really like Nickelback. I remember growing up and listening to their songs. They were always on the like radio. I like Nickelback. And... When MTV had music videos back in the day. Um, you were alive back then? I was, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. I was young. I don't remember many music videos, but I do remember they played uh, the music video for Far Away. And I don't With remember. the firefighters? Yeah, I don't remember much of it. I just remember that I had the firefighter and stuff and where they pull up and like. And, think, and at first he's not there and the wife looks terrified. Like, did he die? Yeah. Like, that hit me right in the feels. Like, that's such a good song, and they did such a good job with the storyline for it. Like, none of them felt, I mean, they all kind of felt a little Lifetime or, like, Hallmarky, but not to the point where it got cheesy. It was all, like, very well paired with the song that they put with it. Their, their, their song, Gotta Be Somebody, is one, is one of, I, I put it in my top 20 songs of all time. I love Gotta Be Somebody. And then their song, Bottoms Up, is a good party song. It is. Well, also Rockstar. Everybody's, sh- like, shitting on Nickelback, forgetting that they were in, like, middle school, high school, whatever, jamming out to Rockstar. Like, pull it back, guys. We all know you did it. It's fine. I was actually never a huge fan of the song, though, just because I thought it was kind of boring. Yeah. Well, uh, but, but, I mean, melodically, lyrically, it's, it's fun. It's a funny song. Um... <laughs> The the song I think 
that I, I the song I actually wrote down next, the music video I wrote down next is uh, so I'm not I'm, I'm not much of a country guy. I definitely like like different some certain songs in the genre, but I can never consider myself a huge fan. I'm by no means an authority on it. But um, do, do you know the singer Martina McBride? Mm-hmm. She had a, she had like this one's for the girls Independence Day and stuff. Uh, her her video for her song um, Concrete Angel is a very very touching one it has it, it definitely has a, that, that that early 2000s vibe i think it was like 2002 or something like that um but the song is about a uh, child abuse it's about a girl who's being beaten by her mom who's crazy like that doesn't say why but she just she, she she beats her daughter and like people and teachers notice bruises but they don't get involved like they, they can't say anything for certain so so they don't get involved then one night the mom beats her to death and she dies and the whole concrete angel is she's a good person, she's a good kid who's going to a good place, but she has to act hard as stone to survive until she gets beaten to death. The music video shows all that stuff, um, but then there's also a boy in the story who you kind of, at the end of the video, you realize was something like a guardian angel for her. Like, the, the one friend she had in school. Mm-hmm. Um, then he was at her funeral, but then he kind of begins, like, phasing through people. And goes and meets up with her spirit ghost or whatever. Then he, he takes her to play with a bunch of other kids who we can assume were also abused or something like that. But they're happy now. Uh, but So that was when I saw when I was younger. And I, I, I processed all the information and I was like, okay, I understand that. But then when I got older and I began to really think about it, I'm like, that's actually a very, very sweet video. Like, it's a, it's a horror, it's a tra- tra- very tragic song. But, but it, was a, it was a nice video. Oh, man. One that I have that's similar in feeling to that one is um, by These Fading Visions, also a local Milwaukee band. They came out with a music video for Prove Me Wrong. First off, great song. Really liked it. One of my favorites from that they put out. But um, the story for it is this boy who's like abused at home, bullied at school, shit like that. He's um, up on up on one of the Milwaukee buildings, like, really high up, and he's sitting there, like, gripping the railing, and you're kind of like, oh, crap, he's gonna jump. The whole thing is kind of, like, what he's going through, and, like, there's kind of, like, a hopeless sort of feeling to it, and the kid who plays the main boy in this does it so well, because there's a scene where, like, his dad is banging on the door, trying to get into his room, and he's trying to block the door, so he's sitting in front of it, and he pulls his beanie down and he just covers his face and there's just such a hopeless feeling in it that I'm like, I get teary every time I see it and I try not to, but it just, it hits you by the end. You kind of see the hope sort of returning to him and being like, it's not like a, the situation's fixed and over with, but it's a, we can work toward doing something better. We can work towards fixing this sort of thing. Okay. I might be interpreting it different than the band wants. So, hey, guys, let me know. <laughs> but, hey. but, like, that's kind of what I got out of it, and I think that's why I like the song so much, because as dark and as low points as the music sounds and the music video shows, like, by the end of it, you kind of have this glimmer of hope, like, things can change. It might not be instant, but things can get better. This, and this is this is the start of things mm-hmm. getting better. Okay, well, that's that's that, that's that's actually a very nice message. Then oh. uh, this this next video I have I I'm going to talk about. It's very it is going to be a very very brief one. Um, when I was 13, I discovered the band Zebrahead, and they were my favorite band for almost a decade. Like that sounds super familiar. I've I've probably talked about them before. I have every one of their albums except for their newest EP that got released recently. Um. 
but they were they were they were they were my favorite band. And when I had discovered them, their music video for their song "The Juggernauts" just came out. Uh, it was released in January, but it was filmed at like like it, it's it's filmed at, at at a pool. It's it's basically a performance piece with young kids in the background. Um, and in, in the description of the video, they even say it was freezing cold to make this kind of thing, but they want they wanted to give it a summer feel and stuff. And that was that was just important to me because that band would become so important for me in in the years that would follow. And that was the first music videos I saw there because it had been released like two weeks before I had discovered them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the band is actually probably most well known for being the for singing the main song for one of the Sonic the Hedgehog games. Yes. But but they're but they're an actual. It's, a, it's also for the very for <clears throat> objectively the worst Sonic game, um, <laughs> Sonic 06. But anyway, uh, yeah. So so it's just a music video that isn't isn't particularly remarkable. Towards the end, the band throws all their instruments into the pool, and the guitarists and stuff are like playing under the water and whatever. It's it's just punk rock stuff. But it, it was kind of surprising because that's one of their slowest songs, not slowest tempo, but slowest tone and and, and themes and stuff. I'm pretty much just going off of the songs that you got, because one that I have, too, that's kind of similar to that feel is actually East Side. So this is a... Uh, the Halsey Khalid song? Yeah. Uh, Halsey. Benny, Benny Blanco, yeah. I guess. So I... The song's, like, pretty good. Like, it's a pop song. It got super popular for a while, so I know that kind of turned a lot of people off to it because it was played so regularly. But I heard it every day when I was on spring break in Florida, way back when you could do that. <laughs> time long gone. <laughs> I'm going to keep taking these shots while I can. But it's a really cool thing for the song is a music video. And it's kind of just laid out where it's like, this is Benny Blanco. He likes, like, he likes food. He likes basketball. But There's it, actually text on the screen yeah, saying these things. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. It's like the old, like, WordPress fonts in, like, yellow. And it's like, this is... It's like where Khalid grew up. This is what Khalid does. This is Halsey. She makes music too. No, they so, call her Ashley in the video. They don't call her Halsey. They call her Ashley. <laughs> Sweetie, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, right? I know. I know. I know the video. Uh, cool. Okay. I, I like the song a lot. I do too. I really do like the song. Like I'm kind of sad that they overplayed it so much, so I don't really listen to it that often. But like the music video is just so wholesome and so nostalgic, and it like shows where Ashley went to school. It kind of shows like. We should call her out of there. I was totally just trying to give you shit. I was going to go into a joke where, do you even know who Halsey is? Am I a bigger fan than you? But anyway. Ashley Frangipane <laughs> grew up in New Jersey. Does he pronounce her last name? Okay. Frangipane, something to that effect. I'm okay. probably massacring it, but that's my Midwest accent. I'm sorry, Halsey. I'm I sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm never going to let that You're die. You're never going <laughs> to let that die. I know. But. Oh, anyway. <laughs> sort of back on Jack, but like. It's a really good background on the artists and kind yeah. of humanizes them more, and it like character piece almost. Yeah, it's it's it, a it, very it humanist video. piece, I guess. Yeah, I like that. The next video I have listed here is uh, for Dermot Kennedy's Lost. I, I talked about Dermot in the 2019, the first episode, because his album Without Fear was my favorite of 2019. Um, he had released the single Lost. Uh, the album had come out in ooh, September or August. I honestly don't remember which anymore. Um, but Lost had been released as a single March, months before. And then the music video came out a few months later. And it's a, it, 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 it caught me a little off guard because the video is is Dermot walking through through the streets. And then there's three stories going on in, in, the, in the background. One is a new couple who just discovers that she's pregnant. 
Uh, one is a father of a single father of three, and then one is uh, family: uh, mom, dad, son, or t- son, daughter. I honestly don't remember. Uh, a three-piece family, though. I remember when you showed me this? And it was I, a really I, I good music video. I just remembered that I showed you. I forgot I showed you. Yeah, I, re- <laughs> um, I remember. It was like right after that. You're like, I need to show you this. And yeah. It was so well put together. Um, but what really stood out is that the first verse of the song, it isn't the actual studio recording. It is just him singing a cappella as he walks through the streets. There's the ambient noises of cars going by. You hear like like quiet chatter in the background and stuff like that. And it isn't until it gets to the second verse that the actual studio recorded version kicks in. He does a whole first verse and first chorus just on his own walking through the streets, which is really cool. It does have a kind of cliched ending where you discover... So the three stories... New couple's pregnant. They kind of embrace it and realize we're gonna we're gonna be a real family now, kind of thing. And they're really happy about it. The single dad with three kids is worried about paying bills and stuff. And his kids see that he's having a hard time, so they just want to want to distract him and have him smile for a bit. And the family, the 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 three piece family, I I don't really remember what their hardship is, but I just remember that they're coming to terms with things. Was they they all sat down and had a family dinner and were just enjoying each other's company. Um, but then it had the cliched ending of they all live in the same building, and then Dermot, you discover he's walking through town to get to the building because that's where he lives too, kind of thing. Uh, so it was it, it, it wasn't like a mind blowingly original idea, except for the acapella part. But it, it was very touching and sweet. It's 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 a good video. So this one is going to take a small turn into even more depressing land, in my opinion, just because I love Rise Against. They were like the first band that I kind of listened to, where I was just like. I don't know. It really solidified the fact that I liked that genre. Suffering the Witness is one of my favorite albums. It's funny because I don't know them by their albums. I know them by, like, I follow, like, the best of sort of thing. Okay, okay. And I know them by their album covers, but I could not tell you. It's, it's the white album that has, like, a weird, like, sketch. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. See? <laughs> That's how I, like, I go off of. But, um, Hope is on the Way. So I was watching this with Mal because we were watching. I can't remember. Oh, um... It's gotta be a Hurricane Katrina thing. Oh, it is a Hurricane Katrina thing. I think Mal and I started watching uh, Rise Against music video for Prayer of a Refugee. That's what it was. That's a great song. It is so good. That whole album, anyway. But but, but, But but, their music videos are so good, too, because each one is just so well put together. Like, the message behind it, most of them are political, but they're so well put together... That you kind of have no choice but to, like, kind of challenge how you think about things. Because... Per the Refugee was just weird for me seeing Tim with long hair. I'm used to having, like, a like, short buzz <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. What are you doing? Okay. <laughs> what are you doing? But Help is on the Way is from their album Endgame. And that one does focus on Hurricane Katrina. I don't know if it was right after when that came out or um, where in the timeline that this was all put together but there was a relief fund for hurricane katrina at the end so you know like their main message was about the hurricane and the relief efforts Mm -hmm. but it focuses on this african-american family that they're like chilling on the roof trying to get any sort of help they can get but by the time they're on the roof like the attic is starting to fill up so the mom's just filling her arms with all kinds of like photo albums like journals history about their family Mm -hmm. and she's like clutching these frames and the pictures and they get up to the top and the little boy and the little girl are kind of like not playing around but they're kind of just making use of their space and you see like crocodiles or alligators i don't know what's down whatever yeah whatever they have the big serpent that chomps very hard is in the water as the scientists call it yeah (laughs) and one swimming kind of by the boy 
And it, like, startles him enough that he falls into the water. And in this mad scramble to get this boy up, the mom loses all of her stuff. It all falls into the water. All of the journals, the books, the pictures fall in the water. But they get the boy back. And so it's kind of like this weird sacrifice that you have to see between this family to save one of their own now or lose their history again. And it's one of the reasons I love Rise Against because they just have such a good story to each one of their songs. Like, have you seen, um, what's it? Oh, Make It Stop. Yeah, so I've actually listened to the whole album, but I have not seen any of the music videos, not even for Satellite. So, oh, really? So, yeah, I so like, I know this. One either. So, I, so, when you say the songs, I know the songs, but the stories are new to me when you're describing them. Yeah, videos. Make It Stop is super good. It's nowadays, it's kind of the trope, but they were the first band to kind of come out and say, like, violence against the LGBT needs to stop, sort of thing, because these kids are killing themselves. And, like, in the middle of the song, it's the lead singer just sitting at this kid's desk, reading off a list of names and saying their age. And, like, I think the youngest kid who, like, killed himself is 13. 13, I believe. That song just gives you chills. And then you watch the music video. And at the end, it has a lot of people saying, after like, it gets better. Like, after high school, after whatever period you're going through, it's going to get better. Prayer and the Refugee, that's a... That's that's a sad song. Mm-hmm. Uh, Survive is my favorite from that same album. I'm trying to think of the one, um, the one I really like. I mean, their their big one is Savior. Mm-hmm. See, that's one you that's one you said I don't hate you. Uh, Siren Song of the Counterculture. That was a re- really good early album of theirs. There's one I found again that I, I like know them because I've heard the songs. Audience good left undone. I've seen that name before, but I've never heard the song. I'm not singing it, but I'll show you it after this. But it, it's one of my favorites that I lost for a while, and then I found it again, and I'm super happy. Uh, do you know their song, Audience of One? Mm-mm. That was probably their second biggest hit after Savior until Satellite came along. Um, but that, that that has a line in it that I really like. Uh, the chorus is, We ran away, now all my friends are gone. Maybe we've outgrown all the things that we once loved. And like so something about that line is, is so melancholic, not like not like full of despair or or hopeless or even like sad necessarily, but it's kind of it's, it's like look, look, looking back, like going to a more lighthearted thing. The next video I have to talk about is I'm made of wax, Larry. What are you made out of? Oh Which is just a data member playing <laughs> kickball a bunch of, against a bunch of kids. I love how lighthearted and fun, yet still still self-aware, serious it is. Like, that video and uh, All Signs Point to Lauderdale. In the comments of both of those YouTube videos, you will see people say, like, don't mess with a kid who's in high school and has a full beard. Like, Jeremy (laughs) Jeremy does not look like he's 12 years old kind of thing or in high school. Uh, And I like stuff like that. And then I, I I don't remember who the guest vocalist is on that song, The Screamer, but he plays the umpire. And at one point, him and Jeremy get into a match, like, yelling with the coach. I think it's good, lighthearted fun, and it's 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 a silly, silly video. I saw um, the music video for Have Faith in Me, and that one's a little bit more like uh, you're outgrowing things, people that you once knew sort of deal. So mm. that one was a little more serious. And then I think the next one I saw was All Signs Point to Lauderdale, and the part where, like, doesn't he, like, pee on a sandwich or he pees on something of the bowling? The band bowling. does, yeah. They yeah. get, like, they get, like, some, like one of the sandwiches and then one, one of their drinks and they yeah. all piss into them. Yeah. And that was the next one I watched and I'm just like, oh, man, that was a complete <laughs> 180. And for a band to do that and do it well for, like, their fan base is just so much fun to watch. And it, it almost, I don't want to say it doesn't match the song because the song is about reasons why you don't 
why you aren't happy with where you grew up and stuff. But yeah. it's it's the song is is very serious and the the music video is lighthearted, which is which is a kind of a juxtaposition they're they're pretty good at actually. Um, oh, I should also say in the Wax Larry video, they're actually playing against like twelve and thirteen year olds. Yeah, they're, they're these, actual kids. These the, these men who are in their early to mid twenties, except for their drummer who might still be in his teens at that point. Uh, he he, they're all they're playing against against little kids in the kickball game. I wonder if they actually, after filming the music video, really did play a game of kickball with those that'd kids. That'd be cool. Like that'd be so cool to see one and two like. Those kids probably had a field day. Yeah, I mean, and, and they probably you know, didn't know why, but and you knew that they were there all day because the performance, because that's another song that's performance and narrative. The narrative takes place in daytime, but the performance is on is on the, the kickball field at night with like the floodlights on. So, I mean, chances are they had some time to kill. Gave the kids food and played a game of kickball with them. Point out, um, so another Halsey one. Sorry, guys. I so this one is Halsey and Youngblood's Eleven Minutes. Oh, we, we talked about this before. Yeah. No, no, not the video. We talked about the song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like the music video. It's a very long storyline because it goes through, like, Halsey and Youngblood were in this relationship. She, like, she gets in a car accident and he gets the call and he's, like, so stuck in despair that he's, like, running to go to this accident mm-hmm. that happened, like, 11 minutes because, hey, name of the song. But it, the whole song wait, is... It, it, it happened 11 minutes, A. Eh? 11 minutes away. Oh, what? Oh, okay. I, t- I totally missed that. Okay. That's why they're like, I'm 11 minutes away, I'm 11 minutes from you, so, like, okay. why aren't you home yet sort of deal. Oh, boy. Okay. And so the whole song itself is like... What's the word I'm looking for where it's... The whole song itself talks about it where... um. It's kind of a play on words where she is, like, talking to him from the other side. It's, the whole music video is five stages of grief. And it's watching young blood go through all these five stages of grief, and uh, it's all like really well set up for each one. You kind of are watching him just malfunction and spiral and try and deal with the fact that she's, she's gone. And then at the end, when you get to acceptance, it's it's really cute, even though it's sad because he kind of comes to terms with she's not here anymore. But I have all these memories and. I- is, is, is he going through Dabda as on his way to her? Or does he get there, then go through the five stages? It's, he, like, it starts where he wakes up, he gets the call, and he just books it out. So the first one, he gets up, runs out the door, timer's, like, counting down 11 minutes every time. And as soon as it gets to zero, he wakes up, and he's in another stage. So then it's like, he gets the call again, and he, like, runs out the door. I think anger, he, like, gets up just realizes what happened and that he couldn't save her and then he couldn't help her and he starts just trashing everything and like slams the door and is like pushing people out of his way to try and get to her mm-hmm. but he still isn't on time so he wakes up and it's like another stage he's back in his apartment he wakes up he like gets the call and i think depression was the only one where he doesn't go to her he it kind of opens up and he's like at this bar He's just kind of sitting there with his, like, head in his hands, just, like, defeated. Mm-hmm. Like, he just, he can't help her. He can't save her. He's mad at himself. He's sad at the fact that She's he can't see her. her. Yeah. And then... What, uh, was, what was bargaining? Bargaining, I think... Oh, he goes out... He runs into a group of nuns. He turns the corner, and he slams into the nuns. And, like, he's trying to, like, you know, I need to help her. You need to help me help her. Like, help me... Like, get to her. 
but they're like trying to like calm him down and as he, they're calming him down he's looking at his watch and his watch goes back to zero and he just like freaks out and then he's up again okay and then acceptance was a yeah he wakes up and he kind of looks around and it's like um he's reliving the moments in his apartment with her and like when they used to go out, like the bar that he was drinking at. So it's it's a super cool kind of look into how people deal with grief and stuff like that and how one thing can kind of have this chain event that happens after. Do you have any happy music videos to talk about? <laughs> Let's see. Um, no. Oh, no, Nihilus Blues isn't really that happy. Because like, I, I, I have one that's going to... that's I, My next one's not going to be a happy one either. <laughs> um, but the other ones I can talk I'd about. I'd say one that I like that really doesn't have any storyline or substance to it. Most of Blackberry is kind of like that. Blackberry the rapper? Mm-hmm. But um, one of my friends showed me Wonderlust, and so I looked up the music video for it, and it's such a cool music video. But Wonderlust is, I think, the first one that I didn't really see him at, so I didn't know what he looked like still. But it's just this guy and this girl, like, really pretty Instagram model-style girl, just going around Egypt. But yeah, so it's a really fun sort of music video. It's really fun to watch, especially right now, because I wanted to be in Europe by now. Yeah. Still has not happened. So getting to watch cool, very well put together, very beautifully done music videos, especially of Black Bear's Wonderlust, which is a great song. It's just a nice kind of kickback sort of music video. The only two songs by him that I really know are Wanderlust and Dory Me. Oh, and then uh, Me and Your Ghost. He's getting 80s vibey. I don't know. It's, I can just see like a neon sign to it almost, if that makes sense. Okay. Like, yeah, no, 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 I, I, like a broken heart neon sign sort of deal. Like okay. that's kind of the whole vibe of the song, but it's super good. On, on the topic of being in one space, uh, Raleigh Ritchie's song Stay Inside from his 2016 album. Oh, I Feel Attacked. Let's well, okay. I, I hadn't even considered that when I, cho- when I chose this song to talk about. But, I feel attacked. Um, but his song is uh, so, so the song "Stay Inside" is it, it, I don't I don't think he's ever officially confirmed anything, but it definitely has a depression anxiety feel to it. It's when when the underdogs rise again, I'll have my time. Uh, when when my body starts turning in, I'll have my mind kind of thing. Like he's saying like. When, 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 when all of this is done, I'll be able to go and and take on the world. But for now, I'm just going to stay inside. But which which you would think would be like a song about waiting and about potential. But it's actually more about he's lying to himself. He's kidding himself. Like you're never going to go out and do it. You're way too scared to go out there and do it. You're you're just, you're just feeding yourself this kind of delusion. But the music video it takes place in in one room. It isn't a performance piece because he he's the only he's the only character. Jacob Anderson, Raleigh Ritchie. He's the only character. But he he never really sings or like performs or ever looks at the camera and does a thing. It's him in this dusty old room, surrounded by a bunch of toys. Um, he has like some like dolls and mannequins, much to my chagrin. Uh, he kind of like you, you you get the feel that he's using these in place of friends and human contact kind of thing. Like he he doesn't leave this room really. Uh, then at the, the the music video ends where he makes one of those contraptions where it's like a stick across his back and then he has dummies like fake homemade bodies of people like there's, there's like four people beside him on a string when he moves his arm they move their arm kind of thing mm-hmm. and like he's gonna he's gonna he's, he, he, he try, tries to leave the room he tries to take these guys with him and leave the room but he can't get out he can't carry with him kind of thing um so he just kind of gives up puts him down just sits back down in his chair and doesn't leave 
he stays inside. He tries to kid himself with with where he's at, and he he, he just doesn't doesn't get there. I feel like that's kind of like a heavy metaphor, though, too. Like having those extra that extra extra baggage around, or those mm-hmm. extra bodies. It's uh, and it, it actually is pretty appropriate. So because the whole, the album is called, there's also a track called "You're a Man Now, Boy." It's a song about not feeling. It, it's uh, the song is about not feeling good enough to grow up, kind of thing. Like, like uh, he's older now, but he doesn't really feel that much difference. He still feels like a kid who doesn't know what's going on. Same. Uh, and a lot of the album. I'm, it, it's, it's by no means a concept album, but you could definitely tie in a lot of songs to those themes. Mm-hmm. And the thing that makes the album sad is that "Stay Inside" is the last track on the album. Aww. So it's it's I don't, I don't know, like it, it almost has a defeatist ending to it. But there are happy songs on the album too. So I I don't know what to make of that. <laughs> take take it as you will. I want to talk about a video that I, I assume you'll know because it's a very unique kind of situation. Uh, the Wonder Years, The Living Room song. It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've actually seen the music video for it. So, I I saw the music video. It was... Uh, I, I had just started listening to... Years ago. I just started listening to The Greatest Generation, that album. And then on YouTube, in the suggested video feed, it had The Living Room song. I'm like, okay, I'll listen to it. And the video is kind of live. Like, it's, 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 it's one camera in a corner... Soupy comes up, sits down on the corner table, and sings right to the camera. There's a guy in the background on one like like an L-shaped couch, kind of, or like I guess a partial U-shaped couch, big old thing, big old thing. Uh, playing guitar, I believe, and then uh, in the background, behind Dan, behind the singer, he, the people just people begin coming in. They bring pizza. People are just hanging out in the, the living room. It's just one static shot of Dan just singing the song to the camera. There are people in the background doing stuff, and then at the very end of the song, the people in the room sing along with him. But it's not the studio recording. It's an actual, like, like that camera. It's just the sound picked up from that camera kind of thing. So well, when I tried to find the song on iTunes, I couldn't find one that was from the video because the studio recording was different than the track they played in the video. And then there was also another, there's, there's like a third version of the song out there or whatever. Lyrically the same thing, just a different tone in his voice. Like in the music video, Dan's voice is higher than the actual, rec- or lower than the actual recording kind of thing. It was weird. But it was, it was a... Uh, I consider it a unique video, not inherently remarkable or like mind blowing and changing the game, but it's a performance piece that the performance itself is part of the, the narrative, where he's just hanging out in a room with his friends, kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's it, it was it was a unique spin, and having the actual friends in the video sing along because I assume some of the friends were also the band members, plus a few extras thrown in there were actually singing along with it, and I, and I thought that was really cool. The, uh, the the last big one I, wa- I wanted to talk about was Ronnie Radke's quadrilogy. Oh, his God. singles that was released. Ronnie Radke. He released four singles. I want to say between 2018 and 2019. Maybe one of them came out in 2020. I don't remember. But uh, a, a, a quadrilogy of sorts. Uh, losing My Mind, Losing My Life, Drugs, and Popular Monster. Oh, popular! I know Popular Monster. Yeah, that's actually the the end of the story. Like, like the so like these these four songs they all, they're all thematically the same. They're about Ronnie's Ronnie 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 saying, uh, "Yeah, I have a controversial past, but fuck you, I'm still a rock star. I'm still cool, and I'm still kicking it." And I'm like, "Okay, Ronnie, that's that's nice." Okay. The music videos themselves are a saga. Like, it's one one ends and the other one picks it up, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And at first, it doesn't feel that way because "Losing My Mind," the first one, is just it's just a performance piece, just them playing in a in a very, very cool looking room. Actually, think of like. From the Dark Knight, where Bruce and Alfred have their conversation of some men just want to watch the world burn. Like, big room. It's like the white light, light on top and whatever. It's cool. 
but then at the very end, at one point he <laughs> dies or something and is like ascending into heaven kind of thing. But then that comes into play in the Hold next video. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, then, then, then losing my life. The next video begins with him talking to a hooded figure. You'll never guess what, but at the end of the video, the hooded figure is another him. <laughs> Ronnie found a way to work two of himself into a music video. Um, but it's just about... It, and that song's about, I wish like, I loved myself as much as Ronnie Radke loves I wish himself. My, I wish my self-esteem could be, could be as high as Ronnie Radke's. Um, but it's it's about... Uh, then losing my life is about him losing control of, the, of this perspective of the way the public views him kind mm-hmm. of thing or whatever. But then at the end, the hooded him kills the non-hooded him. Wait, did he away. did he work in a Kermit the Frog meme into his like? Yeah, 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 Oh my Dude, god! Anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, he that, that, that's kind of what it is. Um, and I, if I'm not mistaken, the regular him has his black hair, but the hooded him was revealed to be him with blonde hair or something like. If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, something like that. Then then drugs carries it on. They're they're playing in like a warehouse, and that's more just performance piece. But then the building gets even more destroyed, and then that segues into popular monster kind of thing. And I, I thought I thought it was pretty cool having a series of videos. I know other artists have done storylines with their music videos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, asking Alexandria, they came out with um, "Into the Fire," which was like a saga part with "Alone in a Room," and I think one other song where it kind of tells like this story between like good Danny and bad Danny, where you have like this kind of like crazed clone versus like. You know the more like sane, sensible side. So it's like you know the proper. You have two, two, two wolves, wolves inside of you, sort of deal. Mm-hmm. And and it's a very like Sin City feel to Ooh, it, where red. it has the black and white and like very very toned down colors. So everything's like on a gray scale. Mm-hmm. Um, I I didn't even have this written down, but uh, something I, I, I want to talk about is Thirty Seconds to Mars. So they had their first album, their 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 self titled album. Does anybody remember that? No. No one talks about 30 Seconds to Mars' first album. Everyone talks about A Beautiful Lie when that came out, because that had songs like uh, The Kill, mm-hmm. uh, From Yesterday. Uh, that was their first big one that got them started. And I believe it was with that album. If not, it was with their their next album, This Is War. <laughs> I believe it was with A Beautiful Lie. Um, Jared Leto, the lead singer, uh, he just began taking it upon himself to make the music videos. He... Every single video you'll see is directed by Bartholomew Cubbins, which is, I think, a character from Stephen King books or something like that. But it's just a fake name Jared goes under. Um, so things like, I believe The Kill is directed by him, but then going to the next album, This Is War, uh, Kings and Queens. Oh, that's a good one. Technically closer to the edge, but that's more of just a tour video kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, and then Hurricane, which he really wanted to... His I, I've watched the behind the scenes. He wanted to personify sex. Hurricane's a weird-ass video. Yeah. This is War is really cool, but Hurricane's weird. Hurricane is like a Fifty Shades of Grey and, um, like, Pornhub <laughs> tried to make a music video together. <laughs> and, like, 50, Fifty Shades is like, look, you need to, like, keep this kind of classy and a little, like, vanilla. And Pornhub is like, sweetie. And Pornhub is like, puts on the dildos, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's a very weird, very sort racy. of uncomfortable. Yeah, very uncomfortable. It's not really <laughs> racy as it is, like, uncomfortable when you're just kind of like. There are a lot of pasties. There's a lot of pasties. There's a lot of leather. <laughs> a lot of leather, lot of yeah. Leather. For not as many clothes, a lot of leather. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, so all that's Jared Leto. He just makes the band's videos. Uh, he also made the band's documentary. I don't remember what it's called, but you'll you'll see it's directed by Bartholomew Covens, but that just means Jared did it. I'm just going to quick throw in a, like, kind of like honorable mentions. Um, Bring Me the Horizons, Nihilist Blues. Always fun to watch. It's really trippy. It kind of has, like, electro. Like, you know how the old Sony screens were? You'd have the black and white lines in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have, you have the scan lines, yeah. Yeah, the whole video setup, which is using those sort of lines to, like, map out figures, and the rest of it's all black. It does have, like, that a trippy electro feel to it, but it's really good at still trying to tell, like, a dissociative, like, storyline to it, which fits for Nihilist Blues. Okay. Otherwise, too, I just want to, like, point out, because I know we've talked a lot about Chainsmokers and a few of their music videos, like Roses and Kanye. But all of their music videos, regardless of what you think about them, a lot of them are just so well put together, and the storyline to a lot of them are a lot deeper than maybe the song would kind of lead on to. Would imply. Yeah. Because, I mean, they do have fun songs like Waterbed, where it's like, uh, he straps a GoPro to a dog's head so that he can go to this party. (laughs) And, of course, from a dog's point of view, everything looks a little racier. But it's funny. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, we're in skirts. <laughs> but it's funny, and um, this feeling with Kelsey Ballerini, and uh, kind of having that emotional pull to it, or like the nostalgic pull with Closer, and this is all we know. Um, they're very good at making storylines that fit, maybe not the song, but like the feeling behind the song. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And also, speaking of MTV, the first music video that I can remember seeing on MTV wasn't the Nickelback one. It was Linkin Park's Numb. That's a sad song. That is a sad song and such a sad music video. And like... The music video made me realize how sad the song is. I've yeah. become so numb. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! This is a song. Ah, like, like, that's... You, 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 I interrupted you. You finished <laughs> no, talking. But I mean, and it's that kind of music video that no matter who you talk to it, everybody sort of resonates with it. And I don't know if it's just because that's how Linkin Park has grown to be for a lot of people. That song and that music video were really well put together. I like the I like the aesthetic. Can't believe I'm saying that. I like the aesthetic of them being in a church. They're yeah. They're singing it and stuff. And the fact that it's an empty gray church. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's just... Oh, because, you know, like, there's the whole my body's a temple thing, but the song is about being so beaten down by life that you're numb, you don't feel anything, so this church is abandoned and empty. Like, mm-hmm. the body feels abandoned. It's, ah, uh, that... Every, the symbolism be, is so good. Even though, at the end, like, when she runs into that church, like, there's sort of that hopeful feeling to it, where she, like, kind of looks and she sees how, like, dilapidated the church is and how, like, empty it is, and she kind of just sits there and, like... It's not that she missed these guys in it. She missed the band, but, like, she has an opportunity now, almost. So, it depends how you look at it. Some people can look at it and be like, she missed the band. She missed her opportunity. That's how I saw it. Like, she, like she, there, was, there was something she could go to and she, she missed it. That's how I thought. I was thinking of it more like she has an opportunity to do her thing with it now. Because it shows throughout it that she's an artist, yeah. So I always thought like she was gonna like not more or less graffiti it, but like she has the space now. That's her space. So it's kind of like that opportunity of she can do something with it. Hmm. Okay. And also one more uh, thing. So when I had an MP3 and it was the first one that had the screen, uh, Best Buy downloaded like things they thought I'd like, 
It must have just been sponsored stuff. Okay. But one of the sponsored things was Flyleaf's All Around Me. That's a very interesting music video. Yeah, it's about um, the lead singer Lacey finding faith and believing in God and like having this sort of religious stance, but also too like you can kind of look at it in a lot of different ways. The paint dripping down the, the paint walls, thing, yeah. like that's my favorite. That's my takeaway from it. That's what I remember most, no matter what, is her and this band, like in gray and white clothes, playing in this paint that's just dripping down the walls, and it's all like collecting and turning colors and. It was just a really cool, like, I want to do that sort of moment. The music video, actually, so I went through a, like, like a play-by-play I could give you about when I first watched the video, because I'd heard the song once before in, like, my brother's car or something like that, and I went to go look up the video, and at first I was like, oh, this emo band, I thought the song was about, like, like drugs, like being a drug addict kind mm-hmm. of thing, but then, then when the paint started coming on, like, oh god, they're falling apart. But then it, it's it's a colorful paint, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's like different colors. I'm like, oh okay, maybe it's <laughs> maybe this supposed to be a happier song. Looked it up, discovered it was about her finding God again or something like that. Yeah, I always thought it was her losing, like she lost a loved one, and she's like finally saying goodbye, sort of oh, deal. Because she's okay. like, uh, the angels are here telling me I'm alone with you, sort of deal. And it's like that yeah, moment of okay. you get that sort of goodbye. I mean, that's what I took out of it for being like what twelve when I heard it or sound like that and I was like oh she's like these angels are giving her the ability to say goodbye to, say to a bye. loved one hmm. and so that's kind of how I took it but then when I found out later that it was about her like finding God and that God is supporting her or something like it makes sense that, that then you realize the lyrics are pretty on the nose there isn't much metaphor there she's literally talking about stuff yeah so but it was just a really cool music video because it was like one of the first ones that I like got to own quote unquote okay so yeah and playing around in paint like that's just so cool like i she's they're just coded in it by the end like all of them and their instruments and i was just like that looked like it had a like almost a storyline to it where it was abstract but they were performing sort of deal Mm -hmm. but yeah i just it was it's always interesting to see breathe carolina did paint in their first music video for diamonds they did uh, as the song goes on. It's it's a it's a it's black and white video, like not just dressed that way. It's, it's edited black and white, but then they start throwing paint that the, the two guys and the paints in color or whatever. Um, other honorable mentions. I'm not even going to talk about specific videos because as much as I love Angels and Airwaves, none of their music videos are particularly remarkable. Like Rebel Girl was pretty good, I guess. Secret Crowd was kind of good. Everything's Magic was the first time I ever saw two girls kiss, so that was pretty cool. But other than that, <laughs> there's nothing remarkable about their music videos. So that was um, pretty cool. <laughs> but. Um, just in general, two artists I do want to want to mention, and we don't, we don't have to go into specifics or anything. because there's going to be a bunch of examples. But uh, Taylor Swift, she always she's, she's always had pretty decent videos. The only one I didn't really care about was Bad Blood. That's because I don't like Bad Bad Blood as a song. I just think it's it feels very forced. And then Pink, Pink also has a lot of really good videos. Uh, oh, who knew perfect. hits me like right in the feels every time yeah so i was going to finish this up by talking about like music videos that were kind of in my opinion wasted potential for what the song was but we are already at a very long run time so uh wanted to save that for uh for a future music video episode yeah i mean i kind of figured we'd probably do this in installments too because between our aesthetics and the music videos we follow and then if people post and tell us to watch music videos we can be like hey this is an interesting one we saw, so if you guys have any good ones that you want to show us and see what we say or just want it to be honorably mentioned. 
And we've also we also in this episode didn't really talk much. I mean, you mentioned you had a few examples, but we didn't talk much about like like, like hip hop and 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 the rap scene and stuff. Because like there there are definitely good examples, even from modern stuff like Juice World or something like that to older stuff like N.W.A. and and uh, even just Ice Cube when he was solo and stuff like that. So there there there's this is. This is a, a, a drop of the entire yeah, well that we the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that's gonna wrap it up for this for this episode. But yeah, so thank you all very very much for listening. Uh, we're given the quarantine, we'll probably have a bit of a staggered recording uh, schedule because, like, we are st- when, when we're recording this, the, not even I think episode two just went up, so we still aren't, aren't even in the backlog of episodes so maybe in the future in order to keep us relatively up to date with stuff we might record more regularly if we can find time in our busy schedules but for now things will be a bit spaced out and you might think Danny talked about that album coming out on May 25th well that was two weeks ago what was she talking about future that's just going to be why because we yeah we're going to have a few delays but hopefully as we get more scheduled out and a lot of the quarantine kind of starts to open back up and allow people to come out more. And our schedules can get more yeah, regular. That we'll be able to do this at a more regular pace so there won't be such a delay in what we say versus when it actually happens. Yeah. Especially if we want to start doing episodes where we cover like live concerts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, um, if you're not already a fan of us on Facebook, go ahead and give us a like so you get updates on episodes, uh, what we do, when stuff is posted, and also feel free to comment so we can see what you guys are saying. We love the critiques. We do listen to them. We've been more conscious with what you've been saying, so thank you everybody who has listened already. Yeah, we're also we're also on Instagram, but that that'll probably get used more once we go to shows. Yeah, like, once we're able to to actually have like relevant pictures and things to talk about. Otherwise, uh, if you just want to see me post old uh, concert photos that I got, yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, gotta love it. And yeah, so uh, I I believe most people listen to it on Anchor, but we are also on Spotify and on a few other platforms like Breaker, and then we're on Google Podcast. Not 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 on Apple yet, but. But we're slowly, Soon. we're slowly getting there. But yeah, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye!